I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and uh, welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. Uh, my name's Pete, it's Dave. Ahoy, hi, morning and afternoon. Um, so, uh, what's going on? What's happening? Uh, not very much, actually. It's been, a, it's been an interesting episode of Friends this week, I would say, and we'll get into that in a bit more detail. Um, what do you mean, Dave? <laughs> just, I mean, you said to me it's an oddly serious episode, didn't you? It's the one where Joey tells Rachel, right? Yeah. Um, but they all seem so sad. <laughs> Everybody is a bit sad in this, apart from Phoebe and Monica. And Phoebe's being a prick and Monica's behaving um, not badly, but she's behaving without recognition of how it's making Chandler feel. Do you know what I mean? There is a, a an almost total lack of lols in half of the plot. Mm, yes. At one point, I have written in capital letters, this is so fucking serious. Yeah. In my notes. <laughs> <laughs> but still, there are some lighter moments, which I'm guessing is the reason why Amy, not fourth quizzed Amy, but a different Amy who has also done a quiz. So, uh, you know, fourth quiz apprentice Amy. <laughs> yeah. um, this is the reason that she's picked it. Well, let's, sh- shall I tell you the exact reason she's picked it by reading the request? Go on then. Hello, Dave and Pete. Three exclamation marks. Liking the energy. Big fan. Love the pod. Been listening since lockdown number one. A year ago in brackets. Yeah. It's, oh, God. Yeah, that's ter- over a Ridiculous. year ago now, really, yeah, isn't it? Ridiculous. Really? Yeah, I mean, it depends when this uh, request came in, but I can't imagine this request has come in recently, Peter, because we're not we're not too hot on the uh, getting to requests quickly. Just uh, oh, actually. Of- no, it's all right. March the 25th. Okay, so it was a year ago, as she wrote it. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, well, sorry, we only just got to it. Yeah, if you are, uh, there's been a couple of people tweeting us recently saying, have you forgotten about me? We haven't forgotten about you, no. It's, there's You're just, on the list. There's just loads of you now. <laughs> it's really nice, but it, it does mean that the sort of, I imagine when people started first, you know, getting in touch or requesting stuff, it was quite quick turnaround. Now, less so. We're mid-Series 6. In fact, this is the uh, this is the halfway point in Series 6. Yeah. Um, we are done we are fine for requests until series eight wow so hope we get recommissioned so chill the fuck out guys (laughs) um uh, been listening since lockdown number one it really has been a highlight of corona also been loving the quizzes but i'm not highlight of of corona (laughs) 
<laughs> Can we put that on our posters? Friends with friends, the highlight of Corona. Good strapline. Uh, I'd like to request the one where Joey tells Rachel. I feel like this episode has a lot of hidden gems, but they get overlooked because of the title. So I would love it if you could do an episode on it. P.S. As an Amy, I obviously had to make a quiz. I uh, hope you like it. Oh, that's so nice. Thanks, Amy. Uh, so, yes, uh, uh, another Amy. Another quiz, Amy. I wonder if there are Amys listening who are almost reticent to request an episode now because they don't want to write a quiz, but they feel like it's their Amy-bound duty to provide a quiz, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's in the contract. It's not in the contract, guys. If you're an Amy and you just want to request an episode, but you don't want to have to do a quiz, that is honestly acceptable. We don't mind. Um, so there you go. Right, here we go then. So a synopsis. So, well, weirdly, there's only two plot lines in this, aren't there, Pete? Yeah. And one of them... It's long and serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the one where Joey tells Rachel is season eight, episode 16. Uh, Ross, shocked at Joey's declaration, avoids him, but eventually convinces him to tell Rachel that he likes her. Joey confesses his love to Rachel, but Rachel politely and lovingly turns him down. Meanwhile, Phoebe is convinced that a British man called Don is Monica's soulmate. It's such a weird secondary uh, plotline. It is. On Very paper. different vibe. Uh, production code 227416. You're absolutely welcome for those of you uh, writing code. down. Can you just let me know, actually? Uh, I reckon there must be one of you. Must no. Must be one of you just noting no. them down. There must be. Come on, no. please. If you note down the production codes when I tell you them, oh, just let me know. Um, so, well, shall we start with... The long, serious storyline or the <laughs> short, weird one? <laughs> well, usually we'd sort of save the main one for the end. Yeah. But should we just should we get it done here? So I've categorised them into the following two headings. Uh, Don, just the single word Don, and then Ross being a little whiny bitch is the second one. Yeah, that's pretty much right. Although... Right. It is very complicated, right? Given Rachel's pregnant with Ross's baby. Yeah. Joey is his best friend. Yeah. And I think Ross is okay to have a hard time with it, at least initially. If you were in that situation, you would find it really fucking weird for a while. Yeah, I guess. I get, Yeah, you definitely would find it really weird. I guess the the, the, the Ross reaction that that is... The, the thing that I think makes people go, oh, God, Ross, stop it, is is that he doesn't just say to Joey, like, oh, this is weird, isn't it? Like, I'll be honest, I'm having a bit of trouble working this out. Give me some time and I'm sure it'll be fine. But he, he kind of does do that because he leaves Central Perk and he's like, right, I need to, like, I, I need a moment or whatever. And he walks out on Joey. Well, all like, he really does is shout the word Rachel at him, though, for three, yeah, and, through the two glass, and a half minutes. True. Never, <laughs> even I, I just, I, I, in, I... I'm loath to defend Ross's behaviour the vast majority of times, but I think here, at least his initial reaction is understandable, and then he comes round. Yeah, he does, and in fairness, it's, it's him that then tells Joey to go and speak to Rachel, isn't it? So, yeah, okay, look, fine, look, we're, we're happy to hold our hands up here on Friends with Friends when when Ross isn't being awful. And I, I do think it was really odd at the start of this episode, though, because we you, it has a really like even by friends' standards, like a really cold start because it's post-cliffhanger because Joey's just said Rachel's name to Ross. Right, yeah. Um, and then we pick up straight off the back with Ross sort of stopping when he realises what Joey said. And so I thought I'd sort of missed a bit, but right. I realised that, oh no, hang on, we are just getting straight stuck in. I literally put it on on Netflix 
and pressed rewind after three seconds because I was like, oh, this jumped in halfway through the episode. And it yeah. hadn't. It was because you don't watch it sequentially. Uh, it just starts with silence and then Ross going, you like Rachel? I was like, yeah. oh, what if I missed it? Uh, the whole previous episode, clearly. Um, but yeah, so we, we do. We pick up on that back of that previous episode. Uh, and then it is basically just Ross saying the word Rachel incredulously over and over again, which I guess is part of the sort of... Well, this is the trouble, isn't it? The problem is that's Ross being a bit of a, a, a little whiny bitch, but also it sets us up for probably the best line of the whole episode, which is after Ross storms out and mouths Rachel through the window. And at that point, I completely forgotten this bizarrely on top of my head. I was like, God, that's, they're dragging Joey's reaction on a bit long there to that bit because that feels like the end of the cold open and then Joey turns around and Gunther stands there and just shouts, yep. Rachel. And that is really funny. Great bit of Gunthering. <laughs> Great bit of Gunthering. I do feel sorry for Joey though. Overall, in this, like he even in the even in the pre credits cold open, he's sort of saying stuff like, "Look, I know it's wrong, and I know I shouldn't be." It's like he's beating himself up about a thing he can't really control here because he knows how Ross will react. I think that might be part of where that Ross annoyance comes from. Do you know what I mean? Because it's it's affecting Joey. <laughs> it's one of those situations where, like, Joey knows he's got to do the right thing. But doing the right thing still pisses people off a bit short term. Yes. So you just have to bite the bullet and do it, which is what he does. And then over time, it'll get better, which it does. We've had the best line of the episode. Should we have the weirdest line of the episode? Which one's that? So, Ross and Joey have chatted. Ross goes home. Monica comes around. Monica comes around to sort of talk Ross down, doesn't she? And Ross's explanation of the situation when she says, look, it's not that bad. He says... Oh, yeah. It's like you and me going out, but only weirder. And for once, thankfully, uh, a sibling recognises that that's an inappropriate <laughs> comment because Monica finds it weird. Yeah, I was watching this with my sister this morning and she went, oh, so that's the line Monica and Ross have. <laughs> they finally found their inappropriateness line, yeah. which is absolutely right. It was, it was the only time when they have some sort of self-awareness about the dreadful, dreadful... Uh, bizarre relationship they have, isn't it? And then the only really other thing to note about that scene is uh, we're getting the sort of Joey stupidity trickling in more and more, aren't we, as we hurtle towards the end of the uh, the 10 seasons because Joey's thinking about moving to Vermont because he says he wants to leave the country. Yes, and get Vermont money. (laughs) He's asked me how he can turn his dollars into Vermont money. Well, you don't even know the name of the currency, Joey. Maybe have a second think, eh? Do you want to know what I've just... Uh, completely unrelated to friends. Do you want to know what's just happened, Dave? Yeah, always. While chatting to you, I've just glanced down and realised that a not entirely disintegrated laundry tablet has sort of exploded on the knee of my clean trousers that I'm wearing. And um, I have been out the house today. <laughs> what, well, as in the, the laundry tablet from the wash? Yeah. So you know when you put something in the wash and the, the little, like, those, like, liquid tab things? Yeah. They don't fully disintegrate. Yeah. Maybe not put it on a hot enough wash. Uh, Yeah, there's just one of those stuck all over my knee. Hang on, I'll send you a photo. Yeah, please do. Because those are sort of like, you know, clear, see-through, thin plastic, aren't they? It is not subtle. (laughs) Hang on. Like, I don't want to draw comparisons, but is the sort of thin, see-through, plasticky material and a bit of sticky liquid (laughs) attached to your jeans, is it? It's now kind of mind-boggling that I hadn't noticed this already. Uh, there you go. I've sent you a photo. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, that's really that's that's really obvious, isn't it? Uh, yeah, should have spotted that. 
Anyway. There you go. There you go, Pete. We've all we've all got our issues today. Ross has got his problems, you've got your problems, but yours are just more laundry related. Serves me right for using cheap East German laundry detergent. So Monica sort of talks Ross down, doesn't she? He goes over then to see Joey and basically explain to him that he doesn't hate him. Uh, and here we start what I would describe as part one of the two-part long, drawn-out sequences without any laughs. Yeah, the conversation between... Um, well, Amy mentioned it in her in her message. Yeah. And that the, the, the drink is used as something of a light relief. Yes. But even all of that has a weird sort of no-homo energy to it anyway. How dare you enjoy the sweet-flavoured drink, you big gay. Yeah, well, he likes it, but his, his very insecure masculinity won't let him tell his friend Joey that, even though the context of this conversation is Joey literally emoting and pouring his heart out to Ross, yeah. you know, about his deep-seated emotions. And Ross is like, oh, I can't, I can't admit to my friend that I like the... The sugary green drink. Why is it so green, would be my it question. It is very green, and it looks like it's full of sort of additives. I will say that the one thing that I do the one thing I do like at the start of this scene is when Joey's like, oh, you probably want to punch me or something. Um, and then he, then he says, oh, I don't want to punch you. Kick me? And I find the idea of sort of Ross sort of kicking Joey in anger really. For, <laughs> like, even if, if you're really angry with someone, unless you're about eight years old, you don't kick them, do you? <laughs> Kicking is... Such a weird, violent move, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like big, burly, awful men will punch each other. But like, unless you're doing some sort of martial art in the Olympics. Yeah. If someone kicked me, I'd be like, what the fuck? I think I'd be confused. <laughs> yeah. I'd be more confused than anything. It is, you know, it's such a primary school thing to just sort of kick someone in the shin and run off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd have liked that, maybe. Maybe Ross could have done and then just bailed down the hall. I'll tell you what I did uh, note heavily about the start of this scene is it's a very rare occasion of two of the characters in Friends acting out some sort of normal social boundaries because they have a conversation at the door and then Joey invites him into the apartment for a beer. Like, that's unheard of in Friends, isn't it? It, Like, Ross would just walk in normally. It's also really odd seeing awkward energy between two characters that we're used to seeing as best mates. Yes. Like, it feels like they're both... It feels like there's a lot of distance between them. Right, 100%. 100%. I think that's kind of the overall tone of this storyline, isn't it? Because we sort of get a bit of that with Joey and Rachel later, don't we? Where it's, it's all just a lot of people that really like each other feeling very uncomfortable with each other in that moment. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but yeah, but so this is very fair. This is why I wrote this is so fucking serious because Ross and Joey do have a chat for a long time with no laughs at all. Uh, and uh, and then as Amy says, the um, she mentioned her message, the bit she enjoys about this, which was the melon flavored liqueur. But apart from that, there's basically I don't I genuinely don't think there's another laugh in this scene. It's very interesting. No, I think it's probably the most consistently serious Friends episode that we've watched. Yes, 100%. Um, and only sort of uh, exaggerated by the fact that this scene is when Ross finds out that Joey's actually in love with Rachel. Um, and then he sort of, like you say, he sort of turns, doesn't he, a bit and goes, look, I didn't realise it was this serious. I think you should tell her. And if she feels the same way about you, then we'll cross that bridge, is what he kind of says in the moment. But I think what would have happened in real life is he'd have gone nuts. <laughs> And it's quite mature of Ross to actively encourage Joey to tell Rachel. Yes. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, actually, we do see the 
the fallout of what happens if Rachel and Joey like each other, don't we? Which is the one where Ross is fine, where he just has a, a minor breakdown and burns his hands on the fajita pan. Yes. Um, but that's kind of what we're working towards. Which was the first ever episode of Friends with Friends. The first ever episode of Friends with Friends. You're quite right. God, that, that takes us way back, doesn't it? It does. Pre-coronavirus. Uh, so Joey goes over to tell Rachel now she's on her way out. Uh, this is actually a nice little light scene, isn't it? Because it's Joey sort of struggling with how to tell Rachel. Uh, and almost for a moment, he contemplates telling her in the hallway, doesn't he? <laughs> like, you know, okay, I'll just come over to tell you. And then he bails and says that I want to have dinner tonight. But there's a moment where he's sort of thinking, shall I just make this big declaration while she's rushing to a meeting at work? Yeah. Um, but the fact that he's sort of sacking himself up to go to knock on the door and then Rachel comes out and it scares him. And there's a really nice payoff at the end of the scene when Joey turns around and the neighbour opens the door and Joey shouts, don't you people have a knock? <laughs> yeah, that is good. Um, it's one of one of the, the more light scenes of this storyline because then they're off to dinner, Pete, and we settle in for yet more serious conversation. Yeah, Rachel's sort of really chilled and composed hearing something which clearly makes her uncomfortable. She's sort of scrambling for the right way to react, isn't she? Yeah, I'd say what Joey hasn't done is is maybe Rachel should have read Joey a bit better, but he hasn't set up that the dinner they're having is going to be an awkward one. Do you know what I mean? She's she's sort of like, oh, dinner, yeah, great, just let me know where we go. Oh, that'd be nice, those two friends having dinner, normal, normal, normal. And by the way, the moment that she has a reaction to what he's told her, which is pretty significant, he's like, I'm going to go yeah. and like gets up to leave. Like, no, you can't do that. that. No, you have to you have to at least ride the dinner out. Yeah. I mean, on reflection, a public dinner isn't the place. Terrible. <laughs> I, know, I think he panicked in the moment and said, let's have dinner tonight. But I mean, they could have still just had dinner at the apartment. That would have been a better place to do it, wouldn't it? Could have got coffee. Tell you, though, who comes to the rescue from the seriousness, mate. Oh, the waiter. Sam Pancake. So great. So great. Do you remember Sam Pancake? Yeah, I do remember Sam Pancake. <laughs> he featured heavily in one of our quizzes because Sam Pancake is, as you will know if you've watched Friends as many times as us, uh, in two episodes of Friends because he's the waiter that offers Ross free crab cakes when he gets stood up and they're making the bets, you know? He is so great. Not only in the first bit where he like tries to make a joke, not that kind of table. Yes. But the the post-credits bit is so dark, yeah. but so great. <laughs> because they're both sat hugging and hugging for a sort of awkwardly long time. Yeah. I assume everybody listening has watched the episode recently, but just in case you can't remember. And then one of the waiters says to Sam Pancake, oh, you're going to be here for ages. Yeah. And he says, uh, I think one of them is dying, which is like a funny dark joke in itself. Yeah. But then he adds, I kind of hope it's the girl. <laughs> the guy's really cute. Yeah, I do love that bit. I know. Projecting a terminal illness onto onto one of your two customers who you're just sort of sitting there annoyed with, aren't you, at this stage? Because let's let's be honest, Pete, how long, how long must they have been hugging for? Well, the rest of the restaurant is completely emptied out. They've arrived in time to have a full dinner. They haven't even ordered yet, and they've been hugging until... Yeah, like you say, the entire restaurant's left. How late can you go to dinner, really, to have a proper dinner? Nine's probably the latest you would go out for just a casual dinner if you're not doing anything else at night. And then it's got to be... I mean, they've been been hugging for three hours, mate. That is a long hug by anyone's standards. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I've ever had a hug hug that long. I don't think I like anyone that much. Well, even if it was someone that you loved more than anyone else in the world... Just be weird, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. <laughs> There's a point where if you don't fall asleep hugging, it'd just be fucking weird. 
Um, but no, they plough on. But luckily, yeah, Sam Pancake sort of rescues it. I think Sam Pancake's the star of the show, actually. I keep saying Sam Pancake just because when we did the quiz, we discovered his name was Sam Pancake. And I think it's probably the best name of any Friends guest star ever been. I mean, it's just such a great name, isn't it? Sam Pancake. What's your name? Sam yeah. Pancake. Great. I, you're yeah. already my best friend. Yeah. Big fan. So Joey tells Rachel he's falling in love with her. She's a bit flustered, isn't she? But all she really says is, is how? And I'd say how isn't, this is probably the only question that's really obvious. I mean, you only spend time with five other people, Rachel, and two of them are married and the other guy's your ex. Like, it's, it's your only real option, mate, at the end of the day, according to those sort of social standings. But also how doesn't really, like, what, like how how did you fall in love? Well, I, I, it just yeah. happened. You can't really, you can't what I mean. really explain I, that, can I you? I spend every day with you. <laughs> And no other humans. We don't have any other friends. Like, I'm surprised it's taken this long, to be perfectly honest. The other only other thing to note is somebody on one of the the goofs sections on Reddit or somewhere had put, uh, it's weird because by this point in the timeline, based on the fact that Monica and Chandler's wedding was in the previous May and Rachel knew she was pregnant at that time, Rachel would have been almost 11 months pregnant at the time of this episode. 11 months? <laughs> <laughs> Great. So there's a, there's a little bit of timeline problematic uh, details there, but hey, when's friends ever been overly concerned with that? I mean, how many movies have we watched and, and we're watching a cannibal and we don't know it? Maybe it's not such a wonderful life. Maybe it used to be a wonderful life before I got eaten alive by Jimmy Stewart. You want a little bite? I might just. I might just want one bite. The entire first season of Nina Conti and Shanoa Allen's Richard and Greta is available now wherever you get your podcasts. Find tickets to see them live in Edinburgh and London on Richard and Greta's Instagram page. Richard and Greta gonna make you Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Right, and then uh, are we done with the serious bit? I think we're done with the serious bit, aren't we? It's the start of the... We could talk for days and days and days about Rachel and Joey and whether it's a good idea or a bad idea, but this is really the start of it becoming a big plot point for the best part of a season, isn't it? I mean, if you're a regular listener to Friends with Friends, it will not come as any surprise to you that we're not overly keen on any Joey and Rachel plot, but hey, we've got to do them. Got to do them, mate. We've got to do them all, haven't we? We've got to do them all. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, my overwhelming takeaway from that storyline isn't really actually the, the, the content. It's just how tonally serious it is and how, like that last scene... It's five and a half minutes long. 
Yeah, I mean, it, Friends does have a way of making serious scenes sort of have a bit of light and shade. Mm. But, like, these ones just aren't that. The the light isn't very obvious or... Um, it's almost like they haven't really tried to make them that light either. No, it feels like it's a, it was a sort of deliberate decision to let them really explore those sort of issues a bit more with Ross and Joey first and then with Rachel and Joey because they don't. You know, they've got them. It's Melon Liqueur and Sam Pancake. They're the only two things. And both of those feel like they've been almost put in afterwards just because there was nothing happening, you know? Like the Melon Liqueur specifically feels like guys, this scene is long and dark and sad. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put in some jokes about a green drink. Um, and Sam Pancake presumably was always in there to sort of break the tension, and that was one of the sort of comedic moments. But um, but he does really lift it and, and make that. He gives that scene a comedy, a memorable comedy element, you know? And it, yeah, he's 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 great at it. The, yeah. I actually like proper lolled it. I kind of hope it's the girl. I'd forgotten how <laughs> I forgot how dark that joke was. It's so dark. I love it when Friends does that though. It goes, it does it both in terms of like, you know, we talked about the hand job joke last week. It does it occasionally in terms of like sex uh, based jokes where you go, geez, I've really pushed the boundaries on that for a sort of mainstream sitcom. But it also does it. This is like almost more shocking, isn't it? Because. <laughs> It's so dark. Yeah, great. Um, but people see Friends quite often, I think. Anyone that doesn't like Friends, hey, who are we trust in that doesn't like Friends? But we all know those people, don't we? You meet them, oh, I've never watched Friends, oh, I don't get it. But th- th- their only real attack on Friends is usually, oh, it's so saccharine and light, and light, and, you know, it's sort of fluffy and vapid and there's no depth to it, but them dark old jokes yeah, <laughs> should make them a little uh, super cut. Anyone that says I don't like Friends because it's a bit too vapid, or a bit too light. Just send them the jokes about the dying characters. Yeah. Killing off Rachel. Killing off Rachel. Should we turn to Don? Yeah, let's do Don. So, if you haven't watched this episode recently, Phoebe goes... And again, like in the way that the melon liqueur feels like a, an addition to the scene, this whole storyline just feels like something they put in at the end because they went, guys, we need something funny here. Yeah, I like... It's it is funny. Like it, it would it would normally be sort of the least prominent like C plot, right? Yeah. But it's the only other bit we've got, so yeah. it feels a bit more high profile. Yes, exactly. Well, it, it, so the storyline is that Phoebe goes on a date with a man called Don. She comes back and tells Chandler and Rachel that he, she thinks that Don is Monica's soulmate. She thinks she's met the person that's the perfect match for Monica. I mean, a it's a bit of a mad Phoebe conclusion to draw about anything of course but b what a mad sort of grenade to drop on your very openly insecure friend (laughs) like he doesn't deal with jealousy or feelings of insecurity that well at any time but when you overtly come and go i think i've just met someone that your wife is destined to be with and just having no sort of sensitivity to the fact that he might find that. I mean, it's it's funny that she doesn't have that sensitivity to the fact that that's bad news for Chandler. Yes. But yeah. she's she's totally oblivious to it. And then Rachel joins in, doesn't she, as well? They're both sort of... Uh, Phoebe's telling her about John, and Rachel's like, oh, is he? does he do this? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I thought I was just going to ask, is he British? All this sort of stuff. Um, and uh, neither of them are being very kindly to Chandler there, are they? Who's clearly already struggling with this as a concept. You know the English guy? Yes. Is he actually English? Uh, he is, yes. He's from London. 
Because I don't know what it is, but even like legitimate English accents feel <laughs> like they're fake in Friends. Don is a classic British man on American television, like in every way. The accent sounds fake, even though it's real. I'm posh and I know about wine. Right. He knows about wine and cheese. He imports wine and cheese. He's a bit pompous, uh, but he's very sophisticated because he knows about wine and cheese and art and all that sort of stuff. And all the women fall for his charm. And he's got a villa in the Loire Valley. You know, he's very, he's like, he is, he is, I was going to say he's the reason that Americans don't like British people, but there's loads of, there's, there's loads of reasons. <laughs> no, but not him specifically, but that sort of archetype, you know, you know, the way that Brits are always just villains in Hollywood films or they're just slightly pompous. Um, cultured men uh, in a sort of over-exaggerated way. But like I say, I'll retract that because I'd say the Brits have done a lot of bad stuff in the in the past, so there's probably other reasons why people don't like us. But he's a really like stereotypical British man on American telly, isn't he? Absolutely is, yeah. Uh, if it does help uh, any other... If, if you're a Chandler, if you're an American man threatened by a sophisticated cultured Brit, I can reassure you, we're not really like that, are we, Pete? No, we're not, we're not that intimidating, I promise. We're all pathetic and insecure too. We'll turn up with laundry tablets attached to our knees. <laughs> we're not all cheese men. We're not all cheese men, that's for you know, sure. One bit I do love in this is when Chandler goes to Phoebe once he witnesses that Monica is indeed getting along with Don. Yeah. And says, what do we do? And Phoebe goes, I don't know, they both want to live in a house of cheese. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Feels like they really landed on the phrase a house of cheese and they really ran with that for the whole episode, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, I like it. And there's the other Phoebe line, which is very uh, practical and matter-of-fact to Phoebe, and she goes, oh, we'll find you someone else, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. She's <laughs> already resigned herself to the fact that Monica and Don, I mean, Mon and Don, just in the terms of their rhyming names, can't can't get together, can they? No. That'd be an absolute disaster. Uh, but this is happening because not only has Phoebe dropped this bombshell on Chandler, she's then brought Don to the coffee house. And her only excuse is, I swear I didn't know you were going to be here. As previously advertised in this podcast many, many times, they always, always are there, Phoebe. Why would you t- just take them to any of the other cafes or bars in New York? I believe, and I haven't been since pre-pandemic, I believe there's a couple of other ones. Yeah, I think there's a couple. Yeah. Um, but she she sort of brings him right into the mix, and then Don starts talking about food. Uh, also, I'll tell you what's the most implausible thing about this whole episode. Well, it's not implausible, is it? It's, maybe it's just knobby. <laughs> but when Monica says, what are your other favourite restaurants? And Don can immediately list off, like, four of his favourite restaurants in New York. Is that feels like, you know, when people ask you, oh, what's your favourite film or what's your favourite thing? Unless you've got, like, one specific answer that you've always known and that's your go-to answer you'd be like oh ooh, yeah what's my favorite restaurant oh, where have i been recently and he's like well i like blah 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 and i like this and this and i like alessandro's it's like oh you're that guy aren't you your favorite restaurants dave yeah um oaxaca <laughs> yeah sure. sure 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 um i feel like i know domino's doesn't quite count but you like a domino's it is a good restaurant <laughs> um, why do i have wagamamas in my head do your wagamamas fun I don't, I don't i don't dislike a wagamamas i wouldn't i wouldn't put it in my top five but i've definitely right. been a, i've definitely been a lot complete the top three please I've, I've correctly named domino's and oaxaca um yeah you have it's probably just some sort of it's not like a chain it's probably just some sort of sushi restaurant you know right okay um, but there's, you know, I, I don't have a specific one that I like. What's your favourite restaurant? Uh, there is an incredible pizza place in Leeds called uh, Rudy's. Pizza Hut. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> uh, and Rudy's is my favourite place in Leeds. Is it? Yeah. 
that's good, isn't it? Yeah. I'll try that when I come up. I think we, we, we're going to, we, we talked about this off air, didn't we, the other day, but after we do our London live show, we want to do a North live show. And yeah. I think Leeds is the obvious home for that. So please express interest if that's the case. If you're in the Leeds or Northern area and you could get to Leeds and would come and see a live show and then maybe go to Rudy's after, that's not like an open invitation, but I presume <laughs> based on what we've just discussed, that's where we'll be. So, you know. Yeah. I'm just going to line some chairs up in my living room. And we can sort of do it there. Get a takeaway, Rudy. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Am I just getting a train to Leeds to eat pizza? Yeah, pretty much. Absolutely sold. Um, and so, yeah, and so this this is how... This storyline kind of wraps up in a classic Friends way of we need to wrap this up quite quickly because we've got the main thing to talk about. So Chandler gets a bit flappy. Monica goes, well, decided it would be hard to clean the house of cheese. So actually, I don't want to marry the, the British man. And then he goes, oh, all right. And that's it. Yeah, job <laughs> and done. The last five and a half minutes, like I said, are Joey trying to talk to Rachel in a restaurant while Sam Pancake interrupts. A quiz for the lady. Yes, let's do a quiz. Let me find it in the old Instagram. Quiz courtesy of Amy, but not that Amy. Ready? I'm always ready. Question one. Uh, when Phoebe asks Rachel if she believes in soulmates, who does she say is hers? I know this, do you? No, I can't remember. What is it? Russell Crowe. Oh, Russell Crowe, <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah. That's completely slipped my mind. What a weird reference to Russell Crowe. Would anyone really claim that Russell Crowe is their soulmate these days, do you reckon? Feels like an of its time joke, you know? Uh, question two, where does Monica's soulmate Don have a villa specifically? You did say this. The Loire Valley. Uh, is correct. Uh, question three, what three things does Joey think Ross has come to the apartment to do to him? Punch him, kick him, bite him? Punch him, kick him. Then there's a bite him joke, isn't there? Joey is says, there? bite me? Bite me, yeah. Is that what it is? Uh, yes, it is. Correct, mate. Oh, you're absolutely smashing us today. I'm not. I am not doing well on the quiz. Uh, what does the place that Chandler says he'll take Monica to serve the best of? Uh, something poppers, mozzarella sticks, and jalapeno poppers. To be clear, yeah, like it's not just taking Monica out to sniff some poppers. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, jalapeno poppers and mozzarella sticks is the answer to that, I believe. Is correct. That was a weird sort of joke at the end of the. Is presumably that is just. To sort of dumb down Chandler, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, this is the joke on the face of it where he goes, I'm not Mr. Sophisticated Brit, you know, this is this is who you've got. But it was it felt like a slightly strange out of left field reference, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to work out if there's another level to that joke, but I don't think there is. Um and question five. See, I know this one too because I Googled it, because the reference. In the restaurant with Rachel, why can't Joey take his jumper off? Oh, because he's got a Calvin and Hobbes t shirt on, is it? Yeah, and Calvin and Hobbes was... Uh, it's Calvin doing Hobbes, isn't it? That's what he says. Yes. And it's uh, that's an old cartoon strip it's an from old comic, It's an old comic thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, not not really a reference for us, I don't think. Or maybe I'm wrong. I didn't really ever read comics at all, but I feel like that was probably a big a biggie in America, but not here. There you go. Oh, we did all right on that quiz between us. I'd say you did, did some of the heavy lifting there, if I'm honest, but that's why we're um, a good team, Peter. Well, quite. It's been said. Um, hey Dave Hey Pete Do you want to know where we're going next week? Uh, yes please uh, is, it, is it Rudy's? Uh, it's, not, it's not Rudy's The request comes from Sarah Hi Sarah Hello Sarah 
Um, and it is season three, episode 14, the one with Phoebe's ex-partner. Season three? Oh, we're going back to season three. Yeah. Oh, Leslie, the singing partner. Uh, yes. Yeah, Jingle Bitch. Jingle Bitch screwed me over. Go to hell, Jingle Hall. Um, yeah, great. Oh, that's good. Oh, it would be nice to travel back in time a bit, wouldn't it? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, that's, ne- that's next week's homework, everybody. We shall meet back here uh, this time next week. Weird to sort of, I don't know why I'm arranging a liaison for the podcast. Uh, we'll be doing correspondence on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash friends pod, as normal, comes out every Sunday. Uh, and if you need any more reason to subscribe to our Patreon, uh, then... Uh, Somebody sent us a message about a fingering chair this week. We can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. In context, it made more sense, but it was weird. Yeah. Something about fingering. Oh, God. Three pounds a month. Enjoy. (laughs) Uh, See you next week. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.